planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome to the Ever Black Podcast. On this episode, we talk to the one and only Devin Townsend, who will be returning to Australia in September for his acoustic and evening with tour. We will be playing songs from different eras of his career and also doing some Q&A with fans afterwards. Devin is always great to talk to and had a lot to say about the upcoming tour and his latest album, Empire. Uh, he also mentioned that he's looking at playing some strapping young lad material in the future, which uh, just knocked me on my ass as it's something that... Uh, he said for a very long time that uh, he didn't have interest in doing and want to move away from. So uh, never say never, right? I mean, yeah, that's just going to be incredible. Make sure you do go and see Devon on this uh, An Evening with Devon Townsend Australian Tour. Uh, that kicks off on the 8th of September at the Thornbury Theatre in Melbourne. Then September 10 at the Gov in Adelaide. September 11th, the Old Museum in Brisbane. September 13th, at the York Theatre in Sydney. September 14th, at the Thornbury Theatre in Melbourne. That one is sold out, so if you haven't got tickets for that one, uh, you can see him on the 8th. And then uh, wrapping up on September 15th, at the Frio Social in Perth. Tickets are on sale now through the links at troubadourmusic.com. Get them now. It's going to be awesome. I saw him at the last acoustic show he did in Brisbane, and... Uh, it's just a hell of a lot of fun. All right, before we go into the interview with Devin, we have to mention that this episode is brought to you by Blacklight Art and Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They've done all our shirts and hats for the Black Media, and they've got such a great turnaround and excellent customer service. I highly recommend checking these guys out at www.blacklightad.com.au. The show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all the other promo you need for your band or business. Go check them out at www.rwpromotion.com.au. On that note, welcome back to the country, Rich. He uh, has just been overseas uh, having a good old time. So uh, I'll be paying you a visit for uh, some some Ever Black stickers and stuff very soon, my friend. Also, uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and Ever Black podcast through iTunes, Spreaker, and wherever good podcasts are streamed. Uh, also, we're on all the social medias like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, chuck us a like. Uh, appreciate it. Send us a message. Uh, we love talking to you guys. It's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, also, want to give a quick shout-out to everyone in the Devon Townsend Facebook group who threw their support behind the interview before it went up and threw me some questions. And I tried to make this one a little bit more interactive um, but uh, it was a bit of limited time, obviously, but um, Devin was great, and I uh, appreciate all you guys with your input. Thank you to everyone that has participated. Shout out, you know who you are, and thanks for subscribing too to the ones that did. All right, here is my interview with the one and only Devin Townsend. Get your tickets now. Get Empath now. It's out uh, everywhere. Enjoy. 
Devin, thanks so much for taking the time to have a chat today, man. I know you're probably doing thousands of these interviews at the moment and answering the same questions, so I do appreciate your time. Not at all, man. I'm very happy to. Thank you for the interview. Too easy. Well, of course, you're coming back to Australia in September for an evening with tour, and uh, I was at the last Brisbane one you did, and I had a really, really good time, man, like the stories you told and everything like that. You do a few of these over the world between full band tours and, and albums. Is that sort of planned out that way? Yeah, this one... This one's a little different. The last one that I did in Australia was more of a spoken thing and more of a guitar clinic kind of deal. Mm. Um, this one uh, is more of a concert. And how I chose to sort of um, uh, structure the empath touring cycle is to bring it back to nothing and then start again, basically. I think towards the end of the DTP thing, um, there was, uh, you know, it was really cool, but there was, there were some intrinsic musical things that I felt I needed to change, but mm. there was also like a lot of technology, you know, there's a lot of backing tracks, there's a lot of visuals and, and click tracks and all that sort of thing. And I started feeling on some level that it was divorcing itself from the idea of just playing music and the emotional connection that that brings. So the acoustic tour functions in a couple of ways it, it functions as well number one i finished empath empath kicked my ass to make to <laughs> make the empath record come to life in a live arena needs to have significant time significant um preparation and and capital behind it and that's not something that i wanted to rush but knowing that i had to uh to go out and and you know i like interacting with the audience and i want people to be present with what I'm doing, uh, the acoustic tour and playing the back catalog in this way became something that, that uh, was really appealing to me as a way to start this whole empath touring cycle. And the reaction to it has been uh, superb. And it's not just the mellow stuff. You know, this, is, this stretches back into the strapping catalog or, or any of the, the Ziltoid stuff. And, and mm. I think it's interesting when the acoustic stuff gets played how similar the vibe is in the uh, the acoustic shows with songs like deadhead or what have you as it is with a full band and a lot of that in my estimation is because this stuff was all written with just a guitar you know it no yeah. matter the the level of orchestration that goes into it in an album the genesis of this stuff was all just me with a guitar right so it's um it's been a very, very cathartic and very liberating uh, touring cycle. And after Australia, I don't think I'll be doing it anymore. Oh. The next step is, you know, the next band, right? So. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Said, like, the last one was really cool. I do like how, you know, you get to hear the stuff stripped back. And you've done it all over the world. But have you, have you found that, you know, touring in those different countries, doing this kind of thing, and the, the different cultures that influences your writing in some way? Do you, do you find that you bring oh, something God, back yeah. each time? Holy crap, totally, dude. Like, I spent three weeks in India, and that was fucking crazy, you know? And um, and then, you know, I spent a week in Cyprus, and then, uh, you know, now I go to, after Australia, I go to Singapore, and then uh, Thailand, and places that I've never had the opportunity to tour um, I can do it with the with this show as well, mm. and that that has been uh, really really intriguing for me as a performer. Do you have songs that you've written in different parts of the world that 
you know, each time you play them that sort of just transport you back to that, you know, say like Australia, for instance? Is there anything that springs to mind? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, my God. Um, I remember years ago just uh, eating a load of mushrooms in Australia and <laughs> writing a ton of music, right? And um, <laughs> I wrote, what have I written in Australia? Down and Under from Terrier, obviously. Uh, uh, Planet Rain from Physicist. Wow. Um, uh, I remember, oh, I wrote Olive from Terrier. That was sitting in a hostel. Uh, I wrote Bad Devil in Australia. Right. Um, yeah, I've written tons of things in Australia, man. And a lot of times these tours and the interactions with people that I have and the friends that I make and everything when I go to these places, it affects what I do in huge ways. And mm. these acoustic shows, I think, have been really inspiring to me. So, you know, I think that when the audience comes and we participate together in these shows, there's a good chance that those participations will lead to new music with me. So please come. <laughs> oh, dude, that's that's so awesome to hear. Like Bad Devil's probably one of my faves. So to hear that was... Yeah, and I mean, this is that whole Infinity era, man. I mean, yeah. uh, the first tour that we did... I guess it was 97 or 95 or whenever it was. But, um, you know, we were staying in hostels and traveling in vans. <laughs> you know, this is we had one van playing in Wagga. You know what I mean? Like, staying in hostels, like all of us in one room. And, you know, things have changed substantially since then. You know, Australia is a great place to tour for me now. But, uh, but all those experiences really end up becoming uh, pivotal in whatever happens to me next creatively. So even now, now that Empath is done, now that I've kind of got that out of my system and, and, and everything that went along with it is, is kind of purged, I'm now accumulating experiences for what happens next. And uh, yeah, I have no doubt that, that this acoustic run in Australia will also uh, contribute to that. You know, Empath, it's, 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 a, it's a funny album, man. Like, it's, it's very Devon, but it's, it's huge. It's, I'm trying to describe it. It's bonkers. <laughs> That's one word that comes with it, and it's brilliant. I love well, here's, with this album. Thank you. Let me give you the best description I think I can give for it at this point. And I've, I've given this description a couple times, and it still makes sense. Uh, I equate it to how they make chocolate milk, how they made Empath. It's like the chocolate milk is a byproduct of them cleaning the pipes, like <laughs> all the shit that accumulates in the pipes after years of like making milk. In order to clean the pipes, they just blast it with cocoa, and then it, you get chocolate milk, right? And at the end of it, you have these kind of clean pipes. That's what Empath was for me. It's less of a statement of something new and more of a purging of literally 25 years' worth of shit. And um, when I look at songs like Hear Me or you know parts of Singularity that are very clearly uh, rooted in the strapping era or midsection of borderlands is very much like ghosts or you know genesis which is a, a basically like going to the to the uh soda dispenser with your cup and just putting every <laughs> type of soda in there you know what i mean it's like it was a real conscious decision on my part to make a record like this not only to evaluate my relationship with each particular part of my mm. career to date but also to really just make peace with certain parts of my trip like the heavy stuff or mm -hmm. my past in some ways, things that I was maybe frightened of exploring, like the heavier stuff in some ways. Like Empath served a very practical function for me to sort of get that out of my system. And um, it was a motherfucker to make, man. Like, holy shit, this album was 
was a motherfucker to make on every <laughs> level, like clearly by she listening to it. it. Whether, or not, whether or not you even like it, I mean, people will listen to this record and just be like, oh, shit, there's clearly a lot of work that went into this. And yep. I highly, um, I highly uh, support that, uh, that hypothesis. Um, but now that it's done, and now that I've kind of been working through the live stuff with the acoustic and like uh, Q&As and interactive sort of things, man, uh, I really feel like empath. There, there's going to be a before empath and after empath with my career, man. And it was an absolute essential step for me to make. Do you think the metal side of things is still going to be a, a part of that next step in some way? Yeah, I think it might be more. I think it might be more. Um, I feel that the next. I'm doing a tour in November that's going to be, um, you know, a very self selfish tour for me like a ton of people on stage playing a bunch of stuff that I've wanted to play for years, a lot of improv, a lot of really interesting sort of quirky mm. things. But starting next year, I'm going to be touring everything, and that includes the strapping stuff. I'm going to be doing, like, what equates to, like, well, what's the best of what I've done over the past few years? Let's make this live venture for me the best it can possibly be and learn from your past and come back out. And I think there's a lot of musicians that fall away from metal but sure. in a sense i kind of i kind of fell back in love with it recently and but it, in no way does that mean that it's like uh taking over it's just it's a big part of what i do and it's a big part of who i am and 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 i think i've denied that for a certain amount of time but um but i uh, uh you know it's, a, it's everything man it's like empath was for me the yeah. metal part of it is is just as big a part of my trip as the mellow part of it. It's not one over the other. It's just who I am. So uh, what's the old saying? Uh, you can take uh, the man out of metal, but you can't take the metal out of the man. Yeah, no, nor would I want. That's to. not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess you can take the metal out of the man. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to get rid of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's. I love it. It's just it's. It has to play ball with the other stuff, and that yep. stuff has to play ball with the other stuff. I mean, it's it's healthy for me to recognize that it's a part of my nature as opposed to denying it, right? Yeah, I, and it's it's part that I love about what you do, both both yeah. sides. I you know, it's just, well, I look forward that the next tour that I do in Australia will be a pretty intense thing, I think, man. After this acoustic run, and I'll be at both. Um, it's going to be awesome. it's going to be unreal, man. I'm so excited. And of course, one thing I was going to ask you: How's the uh, five point one mix coming along? Yeah, it's good. I just, if I'm being perfectly honest, um, it's more work than I want to be doing right now. So I'm yeah. postponing it for a bit. I, I did four songs, but honestly, man, I'm just not ready to dive back into a project. No, nah. and that's another indicator of progress for me because what I've done typically is I've just snowballed from one project to another, just over and over, like project, 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 to the point where I started recognizing that perhaps some of my motivation for doing that was just I was avoiding thinking about things on some level. You know, yeah. like it, if you're constantly predisposed with work, then you don't have to like spend much time thinking about where you're unhappy or where there is room for improvement. And, uh, so when I started doing the 5.1 mix a couple of weeks back, about two days into it, I was like, you know what? As great as this is and as much as I've wanted to do this, I don't need to do this right now. So yeah. I'm going to postpone the second half of that. And uh, I think that was a great move for me, to be honest. I think, so, man, 
considering how much work you put into Empath alone and everything that just jumps through the speakers, I when you when I saw that you were doing a five point one, I was like, okay, <laughs> that sounds like a massive, well, massive, massive task. Huge fucking huge amount of work, man. And I just I just was in the studio and it was the sun was out and I was just like, what am I doing? Like, go spend some time with your family, man. Like, what's yeah. wrong with you, dude? And um, and I think that had it been prior to this Empath record, I don't know if I would have had the wherewithal to make that connection. So, yeah, yeah. like it says in that song Sprite, you know, slow progress is still progress, and, and I'll take it. On the subject of Sprite, who who's the dude who narrates the start of it? <laughs> Nolly's father, the guy who I used to engineer the drums on this record, his father is 90 years old. Like, he is... Nolly's only 30, so his dad must have had him when he was, like, you know, 60 years old. Mm. And, um, yeah, he's a 90-year-old, incredibly intelligent, very functional, older guy. And he was in the house, and I said, hey, you know, would you mind doing that? And he was all for it. And uh, it was great to have him on there, man. I want that dude to, like, narrate my (laughs) day-to-day. It's just everything. He's awesome. he, he might have been narrating Nollies, for all we know. So uh, <laughs> we should ask him if that's worth um, uh, wanting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's awesome. Of course, um, your son is on the album as well, right? Yeah, he he uh, screams and yells on certain parts for sure. That because he'd be oh man, he's what he'd be like eleven now. He's almost thirteen, man. It's, oh, uh, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, things move so quickly. And that uh, you catch yourself in these frames of mind where you still consider yourself to be 28, 30 years yep. old. And then yep. one day you wake up and you're like, holy fuck, I'm almost 50. I have no idea how that happened. And kids and the process of having kids and the process of moving forward in the ways that I've moved forward and the, the goals that I've set for myself and the things that I've achieved and the things that I haven't achieved. Every now and then, man, taking stock of it and just recognizing how mm. fortunate you are is a huge part of it. And again, Empath as a project was such a monumental um, moment for me. Regardless of how people feel about the album, just the whole process of it was so indicative of a leap of faith for me Mm. that now that it's done, it's the first time that I can remember that I've been able to stop and look around and say, hey, okay, man, you don't need to do this. Take a moment. Chill out. Move slower. You know what I mean? Like, like, I'm very profoundly grateful. That's it's important to do, man. You know, I'm, Agreed. I'm, you know, I've hit that age in my life now where I'm just under, uh, you know, like you were saying before, work, 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 work to keep your mind off other things. But I, I feel like I've sort of hit that part of my life too, where I've got to take take a minute to smell the flowers as the old, you know, just well, appreciate dude, what's around. You. Yeah, you're right. Everything has to play ball with everything else, just like mm. strapping material has to play ball with ghost material for me. Yep. Um, being hyper-productive needs to play ball with going on vacation. You know? Absolutely. Um, working hard during the day needs to play ball with taking time for family in the evening. Like, yep. I can't have the things that I enjoy so much without the other things. And, and it's that mm-hmm. kind of duality that I was hoping to sort of explore with the themes of empath. So, uh, are you going to be announcing another tour here with a full band and everything soon after this this one? Yes, I'm going to get the acoustic thing, and I I highly encourage people to come out to the acoustic show because it's very much a part of this whole process. 
Yep. Um, but then I will be announcing um, the next tour in which I play the entire catalog, like everything. Yep. The best of the entire catalog from strapping up till now. Um, but I'm just auditioning people for it now, and I want to find the best, uh, the best possible scenario for that. And um, and uh, uh, there's no dates yet, but uh, uh, rest assured that when it does get announced, it'll be done right. Awesome. Well, I'll play triangle if you need someone to play triangle, and uh, our mutual mate Chippy, he could he could play tri- triangle too. So okay, well, if we have, tell him I said hi, and uh, we could just have like stereo. Stereo triangle, man. I'm in there. <laughs> done. Done. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat again. And uh, I'll see you in Brisbane, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the interview. I'll see you soon. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 